Welcome to the Shift Gold Friday Gold Wrap, your overview of this week's Precious Metals News. It's Friday, November 13th. I'm your host, Mike Meharry. Thanks for tuning in. Well, it's Friday the 13th in 2020. What could possibly go wrong, right? Well, as far as gold and silver go, Monday was Friday the 13th-ish with a big sell-off. Pfizer announced successful stage 3 coronavirus vaccine trials, and that sparked a big sell-off in precious metals, along with a big bounce for the Dow. Gold suffered its biggest decline since 2013 on Monday, falling nearly $100 at one point. Now, despite the sell-off, gold did manage to hold support at 1850, and it pushed back to about 1865 by the end of the day on Monday. And of course, silver also suffered a big drop that day, losing 5.5% of its value. Meanwhile, the Dow gained 834 points, while the Nasdaq sold off into the close, primarily due to investors dumping the stay-at-home stocks such as Netflix and Zoom. The Dow actually sold off from its highs as well. At one point, the Dow was up some 1,700 points on Monday. Now, again, all of this came after Pfizer and BioNTech wrapped up stage 3 trials. 43,000 individuals received the vaccine during the trial, and the data suggested that it was 90% effective in preventing the coronavirus. Now, since then, gold has clawed its way back through the week. In fact, we're now knocking on the door of $1,900 an ounce again. As I record the podcast, the yellow metal is trading at $1,890, and silver is at $2,468. It was kind of on an upward trajectory early this morning. There's just a lot of uncertainty and uh, fear out there due to the rising number of coronavirus cases. Now, let's step back and look at this for just a minute. Successful trials. That's good, right? But it's not like the vaccine is going to be out on the shelves next week or even next month. Heck, the FDA may not even approve this vaccine. The agency has already said it needs more time to analyze the possibility of side effects. We also have no idea if a vaccine will be a one-time thing or if we'll we'll have to repeat it every year. We don't even know if there can be permanent immunity against the coronavirus. So all of this market brouhaha was based on hope for a hope, maybe. The bottom line is, even if this particular vaccine ends up being safe and effective, it's not going to do anything about the current wave of Rona that is sweeping the globe. But the problems really run deeper than that. A vaccine isn't going to fix the damage that has already been done to the economy. Speaking of which, I've got a funny one for you. Funny, ironic, maybe strange, not funny, haha. The Fed released its biannual financial stability report on Monday. The report warned we could see a wave of defaults and significant declines in asset prices in the near future. The biggest concern outlined by the Fed is the surging levels of debt in the economy. Quote, as many households continue to struggle, loan defaults may rise, leading to material losses, the Fed report warned. It also expressed concern about the rising levels of business debt. Quote, debt owed by businesses, which was already historically high relative to gross domestic product before the pandemic, has risen sharply as businesses increased borrowing to weather the period of weak earnings. The general decline in revenues associated with the severe reduction in economic activity has weakened the ability of businesses to service these obligations. 
According to the report, small business credit quality has worsened notably since the COVID-19 outbreak and has not stabilized, with many small businesses closing or scaling back operations significantly during the crisis. The Fed report also expressed concern about overvalued asset prices, particularly the stock market. Quote, given the high level of uncertainty associated with the pandemic, assessing valuation pressures is particularly challenging and asset prices remain vulnerable to significant declines should investor risk sentiment fall or the economic recovery weaken. In other words, the stock market bubble might just pop. Then there's the housing market. The Fed noted that it is showing signs of stress. Quote, the strength in the housing sector reflects robust demand from households and is being supported by the low level of interest rates. However, downside risk remains, given the unusually large number of mortgage loans in forbearance programs and the uncertainty around their ultimate repayment, end quote. About 7% of mortgage holders, in fact, are behind on their payments. That's up about 2% since the beginning of the pandemic. So overall, the Fed report warned that we still have high levels of risk in the U.S. economy. Quote, in the near term, risks associated with the course of COVID-19 and its effects on the U.S. and global economies remains high. Now, do you know what this report didn't mention? It did not mention that the Fed's very own policies created the problems that it's now warning us about. Trillions of dollars in Fed money printing blew up asset bubbles, including the overvalued stock market and housing market. The Fed's artificially low interest rates incentivized borrowing and debt. But hey, thanks guys for sounding that alarm there. Good job. See, that's the real problem, and it's why I never get too upset when I see these big drops in the price of gold based on some wishful thinking about vaccines. There is no immunity from the Fed. There's no vaccine that will stop this insane monetary policy. And as I talked about last week, there's no conceivable exit strategy from it. In fact, I'm quite certain that the Fed will give us even more of what caused the problems the central bankers breathlessly warned us about in this report. As Peter Schiff noted in a recent podcast, the problem isn't really the fact that we have a disease, but that we are addicted to the cure, which is cheap money and all of this debt. And so now it's the addiction to the cure. That's the real problem. Peter said, quote, the Fed can't take away the cure without causing an even bigger problem than the initial disease that the cure was meant to cure, because now the problem isn't the disease at all. The problem is the cure that was so addicting. And now we've got an even bigger problem than the one we started with, and that problem's not going away. There is no anecdote or vaccine that's going to work for that. I should also note that bonds got clobbered on Monday. The yield on the 10-year U.S. Treasury approached 1% for the first time in quite a while, and the yield on the 30-year was at about 1.75. Now, it makes sense, right? If people are suddenly risk-on, they're going to dump safe havens like bonds. So let's say for a moment the vaccine does work, and we get it quick. What happens if the bond market really takes a dump? What if interest rates spike? That seems less than ideal given the extreme levels of debt that the Fed just warned us about, right? High interest rates and piles of debt don't play well together. So will the Fed buy even more bonds with printed money to hold the interest rates down? Yeah, probably. Keep in mind, the Fed quietly restarted QE back in 2019, you know, before COVID. 
Why? Because there were spiking interest rates at the short end of the yield curve. What's going to happen if we start seeing big jumps in interest rates on the long end? The Fed can't let that happen. So at the end of the day, we're talking about even more inflation, which of course is good for gold. The bottom line is there is going to be more money printing. It doesn't matter whether the COVID-19 vaccine works or not. The bigger problem was created by governments and central banks. All that debt and all of the money printing isn't going to magically just vanish even if COVID goes away, even with the COVID vaccine. There is no vaccine for the Fed. While we're on the subject of debt, If you thought the federal government might rein in spending after running a record $3.1 trillion deficit in fiscal 2020, you will be greatly disappointed. Uncle Sam hasn't quit his spending habit yet. I know, shocking. The Treasury Department released its monthly Treasury statement yesterday. October was the first month of fiscal 2021, and the federal government ran a $284.1 billion deficit to kick off the year. It was the biggest October deficit in U.S. history. Now, there is a bit of a caveat here. With November 1st falling on the weekend, the Treasury pushed some outlays for military active duty and retirement, veterans benefits, supplemental security income, Medicare payments. They pushed those back into October. So that inflated the spending last month a bit. So as a result, we might see a smaller deficit in November. Or or not. But regardless, it doesn't account for the big 4.8 increase in spending. Here's a little perspective. This October deficit was more than double October 2019's budget shortfall, and that was pretty big. And last month's deficit was nearly half the total deficit for the entirety of 2016. Now, a lot of people want to blame the Rona for all of the spending and the debt, but I've said this before, and I'll say it again. The Trump administration had a big spending problem before the pandemic. Numbers don't lie. Last year, the Trump administration ran a $984 billion deficit. That was for fiscal 2019. At the time, it was the fifth largest deficit in history. That was all pre-coronavirus. On top of that, through the first two months of fiscal 2020, The deficit was already 12% over 2019's huge Obama-like number, and we were on track to eclipse a $1 trillion deficit. Now, prior to 2020, the U.S. government had only run deficits over $1 trillion four times. That was all during the Great Recession. So we were approaching that number prior to the pandemic, despite what Trump kept calling the greatest economy in the history of America. Now, of course, this isn't about Donald Trump, really. I mean, Obama wasn't exactly a frugal spendthrift, right? So this borrowing and spending was an issue before coronavirus. The pandemic just gave them an excuse to put it on hyperdrive. And you and I both know it's not about to slow down, much less end. Mark my words, there will be more stimulus. There will be more borrowing. And that means the Fed will have to monetize more debt with more money printed out of thin air. And people are selling gold. You know, Peter summed it up perfectly in a podcast this week. He said, despite the plunge on Monday, gold is the safe haven, not from COVID-19, but from the government cure. 
It's a safe haven from the monetary and fiscal policy mistakes that were made in reaction to COVID. That's why gold was going up during the pandemic. And it's because the government is going to continue to make the same monetary policy and fiscal policy mistakes after COVID. That's why gold is going to keep going up. And in fact, because of all of the money they printed before COVID, because of all the extra debt that we accumulated during COVID, that's why the Fed can't dial it back. That's why if the economy recovers from COVID, it can never recover from the addiction to stimulus. That's why the stimulus has to continue long after the disease it was meant to cure goes away. That means inflation is going to run out of control. And that, my friends, really is the bottom line. Like I said, selling gold doesn't seem like the best strategy right now, right? In fact, I've taken these dips as buying opportunities. If you want to take advantage or just learn how gold and silver can fit into your personal investment strategy, work within your own portfolio, talk to a ship gold precious metal specialist today. These guys are great. They can help you figure out how it's going to work within your personal goals and financial situation. Call them 1-888-GOLD-160 or you can just shoot them an email at info at shipgold.com and they will get back to you. So that is a gold wrap for Friday the 13th. You can get more details on all of these stories and more and keep up with the latest precious metals news and analysis throughout the week over at shipgold.com slash news. If you haven't done it already, you can subscribe to the Friday Gold Wrap podcast over at iTunes, on the Shift Gold YouTube channel, on Stitcher, on Google Play. You'll find links to all of this stuff over on the show notes page. We do appreciate you listening to the show. I wish you great luck with the rest of the day.